Good tidings. Good tidings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Good Tidings radio broadcast here on WXAN Radio. I am your radio pastor, Brother David Pinkerton, and I'm grateful that we can be behind the microphones today of WXAN. And if you're listening to us here in the region, you, then you're tuned into 103.9 FM. And however you may be listening to us and wherever you may be listening to us from, you're probably on www.wxanradio.com. And when the page pulls up, you're on Listen Live. We're glad that you're here today. And I want to start off today by saying thank you so much to my new friend, to my good friends, rather, Jim and Diana out of Shelbina, Missouri, in north central Missouri, for uh, their their texts and their notes the other day about last week's uh, sermon. Thank you so much, folks. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks so much for the kind words of encouragement. God bless you. And uh, all the other uh, nice folks that have said something, and we appreciate that so much. Now, again, if you want to correspond with me, I want you to send me an email, okay? That's Dr. Dave, D-R-D-A-V-E-1-3 at gmail.com. Dr. Dave13 at gmail.com. Hey, today, folks, we're going to change the format on you, okay? Here we are, March the 11th, and we've got a surprise guest. I've got a guest in studio today, a new brother in Christ that God brought into my life just in the past few months. <clears throat> His name, excuse me, is John Odell. And John has been a blessing to me in this short time. We've got to know each other. I'm going to ask John a series of questions. So we're going to interview today, okay? Uh, John is also in the radio industry. He's in the media industry. He's got a varied background. I think it'd be a blessing for all of you to hear it. John has been so gracious, I must say, in the month of January and February to have me on his podcast. He's going to tell you all the details of when that podcast airs. I'll let him do all of that. But I wanted to return the favor because I thought it would be fun, number one, to get him on here. I want to know more about him. And I also uh, want to give you, the listener, a little opportunity. We'll break up the format when I'm usually preaching and teaching, okay? But this is the Good Tidings Radio broadcast here on WXAN Radio, and we're grateful that you're here. So uh, remember to tell a friend, get the word out, 11 o'clock Central Standard Time every Saturday here on WXAN Radio. Without any further ado, we're going to welcome Mr. John Odell to the studio. Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me on, Pastor David. It's always fun. And now, I will say this. When you are in my studio, I'm in my comfort zone. I have all of the amenities of, of, of life right there. And then you get in someone else's comfort zone. I'm just as comfortable here as I am there. I love the 70s shag carpet on the wall. You guys, this is a phenomenal. This is a a blast from the past, but not a not a bad one, Pastor not a bad one at all because some of that stuff back then, some of the way we lived and some of the way that we did things back then, I'd rather bring some of that with us and not just the carpet. So, John, thank you for that reference. <clears throat> uh, I was telling John before, folks, if you know me, and a lot of you, a lot of you, most of you don't, but those of you that do always know, I got my hair a little bit longer these days. And John was asking me a while ago about what's the what's with this with what's with the hippie vibe. The hippie, said, the the hippie hair, yes, it's hippie <laughs> hair is what it is, and that's not a mean thing. I'm not not a knock on hippies. I'm sure they were wonderful people too, but. <laughs> I don't know. I you see mine. I I get a number four buzz. Just go. 
It's all good. We got, but it, I told him, I said, John, I'm just growing a little bit of my 70s hair from back in the day, and we're having some fun with it. But anyway, we are honored to have John with us today, and we're going to go straight into this, okay? So I'm going to ask him questions, folks, and we're going to get uh, oh <clears throat> a little bit of his perspective. Is this a hot and, seat type moment thing? Well, not really a hot if seat, If you're changing brother. the format, then let's go with hot seat. I'm, I'm, that's how I feel, but it's okay. I, I love questions. I love answering right. about... Yeah, I've got. I do have a varied. I do have a varied history. Um, right now, it's pretty routine, though, with kids. So. Well, let's do this, John. Yes, sir. Um, let's start you out number one. Can you give us just a little bit of your testimony when you come to Christ? Can you give us some little bit of background. Jesse Powers was the preacher of record, kind of. Um, it was at a. It was at a uh, a service at Emmanuel Baptist Church, Benton, Illinois. Uh, Brother Ron Cremines was the pastor of the church. So he was the pastor down front when I was there, but it was uh, Jesse Powers, and uh, it was a long time. I was eight, between eight and nine, so age of accountability, but still just uh, just a, just a kid. It's continued the testimony of Jesus. He never stops working on us, even from the from the very first moment he gets us, and yeah. and even today. There are things I know about the Bible I didn't know then, but I'm still just as just as dumb as I was. Uh, childlike faith, uh, if we can have that our whole lives, uh, waiting for King Jesus. I, I, that's just what I. That's what I want is to keep that childlike faith. So, great, Amen. That, and that's the key to learning and growing. You know, what do you tell us in Peter that we're to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, <clears throat> and something that's alive which you're alive spiritually because your faith and trust in Christ as Savior, something alive grows, and God wants his children to grow. We want our children to grow, of course, that God gave us, and we want he wants his children to grow. John, thank you for that. Um, John, where are you from originally? Originally? Mm-hmm. I was born in Anna, Illinois, um, and then I spent my first six months there. Uh, and then mom and dad moved to uh, West Frankfurt. We lived out at 89 Rule Route. Uh, and then my grandpas died, both of them. Mm-hmm. So dad ended up moving at the, to the body shop there. So we moved from 89, Rural Route 89 to Rural Route 99 uh, in West Frankfurt. So I was eight years old when that happened. Uh, and so I lived there. Mom and dad are still there in that same house. Uh, Probably the same cracks in the doors that me and my brothers put in. So, are there any of those marks that they put above your head with a pencil? No, no, we didn't. Growing? We didn't do that. Uh, <laughs> they did put guard railing up because we used to jump from the top of the balcony onto the couch. Um, me and my friends uh, until we got to the age where you you broke through the couch, and then you learn who your friends are really quickly. Um, <laughs> but it was a, it was a house that we were able to grow up in and 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 be be just be kids. Amen. Uh, so it was it was uh it was a good experience there in Frankfurt. <clears throat> so we've heard your testimony, John. We've heard your faith. Let's talk a little bit about your family. You are married, correct? Oh yes. Yes, yeah, Stephanie, uh we've been together fifteen years. Uh got married in Las Vegas, if you can believe that one there. My my wife and I spent a little time there. Uh before we got married, we just a lot we liked the place. We enjoyed the we enjoy the, the fast pacedness of of the Vegas lifestyle. We enjoy Moving from shop to shop, she enjoys shopping. So, 
when we were younger, we could handle that. I don't know if we went back to Vegas today, <laughs> if it would be quite the same experience, but I'm glad we did those things when we were young. We saw Phantom of the Opera in Vegas. If you've never done that, I would recommend, if you're ever there, don't go there for the Sin City part of it. I'm not saying that. There's lots of other stuff to do other than sin in there. You can Now, you can... Lord Almighty. <laughs> but you know what, Don? I'm going to say amen to you because, you know, in my former life, I was in the pharmaceutical industry. And we used to have an annual uh, – I've been to Vegas two or three times uh, because they would have our annual meeting. The, the convention the center. Probably yeah. the convention center well, there. Actually, it was in the Venetian Hotel. And because well, we nice had one. thousands. Yeah. And we literally – back in those days, this was in the 90s, early 2000s. Yes, well, that was a place to go. We would have crossed paths at some point because that's, <laughs> that's when we started going was around those times. Like it was uh, – but Vegas was different. And I haven't, we haven't been since we got married. And I it may have gone a couple years thereafter, but uh, we since have children and, and we're not taking our kids to Vegas until they're old enough to enjoy Vegas. Uh, so, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm – John, there's good, there's good food there. There are great shows there. Oh my there. goodness! And I'm going to tell you right now, out of all the sins that I have always, that I've always fallen into and had uh, weaknesses for, I've never had a problem with gambling because I never gambling never did anything for me. So I don't condemn anybody. I'm just saying that if you go there for the food and shows and the festivity, there's a lot out there. Oh, there's a ton. There's there's malls on each end uh, of the strip, and that that shuttle they take it goes from one end to the other, and you can go to we spent two days doing that. I I would have rather been in the hotel doing something, walking around, doing something else. But, you know, I, I do what she wants most of the time. Since you're a Cubs fan, and folks, he is wearing his Cubs cap. It's on backwards. And I'm sitting here drinking uh, water <clears throat> from a St. Louis Cardinal red mug. I forgot that my friend John was a Chicago Cub fan. No, he didn't. He didn't forget that is the sly way to saying ha ha. And that's okay. I I enjoy the rivalry between the two teams. Um, although, if I'm being real, the real rivalry doesn't go with Cardinal fans. It's with the Sox fans. That's it. It's true. Um, and that is, I don't know. Th- this is a drummed up rivalry. Okay, this mm-hmm. the the Cubs Cardinals. It's yes. it's more of a media type hype. Yes. Uh, than than the the players themselves, but that inner inner city thing, those guys are real, and the people hate each other. So they they do, and it's funny how we know that. And Dorinda and I know that. <clears throat> we spent a little bit of time in Chicago when okay. we first were married in '89, training for her job. Old Comiskey was still in existence, about to fall. Pudge Fisk, this was about his last year. Right. And we used to ride the L back and forth and catch games for a dollar. So we did see what John is saying is absolutely accurate. The Cubs and the White Sox hate each other. And right. It's, it's a good, wholesome, healthy baseball rivalry. Yeah, it's more than that. See, I think it's way deeper than that. And <laughs> this is from the outsider looking in, not the guy living in Chicago. Right. This is the Southern Illinois kid coming up and watching the game, you know. But from my experience, the the most hated and the most heated I ever saw was Cubs and Sox. I've been to lots of Cardinal games uh, than when they played the Cubs at mm-hmm. uh, at Bush Stadium. And while Cardinal fans are kind of harassing, it can be kind of um, normally that's alcohol fueled. It's true, and and not hatred fueled like right, like right. that. It's it's a t- t- and then you add alcohol on top of the hatred, it gets ugly between those guys. But hey, you're right. It is wholesome. <laughs> it's, it is wholesome. It's the way America goes, and it's entertaining. It, it is truly. extremely entertaining. <clears throat> um, 
Okay, so we, we've we've heard your testimony, John, about your faith. We we've heard your family. Oh, tell us quickly how many children do you have? I have three. You have three children. You want to go ahead and tell us their names? Yeah, absolutely. Madison Faith was born on September eighteenth of two thousand one. That's okay. seven days after nine eleven. Okay. She was born at Camp Lejeune Naval Hospital. I was a Marine that was locked on to go to. Uh, well, we were already going on uh, our MU, which is a Marine Expeditionary Unit, and then 9-11 happened, we knew where we were going. Like, we knew there was no... So if she wasn't born before we left on the 20th, I wouldn't have seen her. So we had decided at that point that she was going to be either Madison Faith, because I had faith that she was going to be born before I left, or Joy, had she been born after I left. So she was Madison Faith, born September uh, 18th of 2001, and then we've got uh, uh, Skyler, Shaylin Odell. She is uh, nine years old. She was born on January 19th. Um, she was a 25-hour labor delivery. That's with, now my was, I'm remarried. I was married when I was in the Marines. We got divorced, and I've been with Stephanie now for 15 years. So Madison is with Keely, my, my ex-wife, and... Uh, then Skyler, and then Xander. Alexander is his real name, but we shortened it. Alexander, he's, his namesake is my best friend from my Marine Corps days. And then his middle name is John Michael, which is uh, my full name, John Michael Odell. So there you go. Xander is five. <clears throat> he was born on uh, July 10th, and then Skyler the 19th, and uh, Madison the 18th. There you go. I remembered their birthdays. Oh, good. John, you did good. <sighs> now, you notice, and you don't have to answer this, you you notice that I didn't ask you when your anniversary date was, right? It was Stephanie. I 19th, didn't ask you. The 19th. June, June 19th. June 19th. June 19th uh, of 2007. <laughs> um, I know exactly where I was and who I was with and what I was doing, so... Miss Stephanie, you heard that. He did wonderful for that. So make sure and give him a pat on the back. No, don't don't give me a pat on the back. I'm supposed to know that day. I'm also supposed to know our first uh, the day we first went out, which is tax day, uh-huh. April fifteenth. Uh, that was our first official date. I didn't I didn't know that was a thing at one point. Then I found out it was a thing. So now I won't forget that one. And I'm sure there's other dates, but uh, yeah, you know how that is. John, you've been blessed. You've been blessed. All right. Well. Again, folks, for you tuning in, this is the Good Tidings Radio Broadcast, and I am your radio pastor, Dr. David Pinkerton, but we're doing something different today. I'm interviewing a dear friend of mine that God put in my life this year, Brother John Odell, and uh, we're going to get into this in a minute, but John is actually in the radio business. We're going to be talking to him about that in a bit, but we're interviewing him, so if you wonder, where's Pastor Dave at? He's here. I'm interviewing my friend John, so we're changing it up just a little bit today, okay, but we're glad you're tuned in. Uh, we'll do it this week. Who knows if we get enough uh, content? We may go on and, and do it again for next week. We may do this twice because, you know, God put this on my heart. This is a good guy. This is a very good man, and I'm grateful for his friendship, and we're excited about what God's doing in his fi- family, his life. So we see that we heard John's his testimony of his faith. We we've heard a little bit from his family. John, you said you were in the service. Tell us a little bit about that, would you? Uh, July 13th of, two, of 1998, I stood on the Yellow Footprints at MCRD San Diego. Um, that's a, a West Coast Marine, Hollywood Marine, if you want to call it that. There's East Coast, there's West Coast Marines. I was, I was one of those Hollywood Marines. 
And uh, I spent four years uh, in the Marine Corps Infantry. Uh, after 9-11, we, we did a float in 99-2000. So we did, we did the maiden voyage of the USS Bataan. Uh, we took it out for its first float. We just kind of went around the world and just, you know, just it, it was more of a it was more of a liberty cruise than it was let's go <laughs> hunt down some kind of enemy kind of thing. Right. But uh, 9-11 kind of switched gears a little bit. I mean, we were already trained. We were ready to go, but we had no idea what was what was coming. You know, what I mean, the storm that was coming. And so we spent 55 days on the ground. Uh, the first boots on the ground in Kandahar, uh, and uh, that would have been November, December of uh, of '01, and and then we went on into '02. So uh, it was a uh, it was a good time. <laughs> it was a, it was a good time. It was a um, uh, friendships that I will never ever 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 let go of. My next question. To, to that, and let me let me say this. Let me let me regress just a bit, okay? Um, John grew up, like I said, in, in, like he was telling us in West Frankfort, folks. He also was a very good football player at high school on a local level, and he went to Southern Illinois to play football. Southern Illinois University, Southern Carbondale Illinois University. Yes, I did. John, uh, what year was that? Roughly? A nineteen ninety six, ninety seven uh, football school year. Ninety six, ninety seven. And I just want to say that because you know, as we get older in life, some of the best times in my life I look back at you wouldn't know it by looking at me now but when I was a young man I was on a track and field scholarship at Northeast Missouri State University in Kirksville Missouri uh, back in the 80s uh, and college athletics is a step above high school athletics isn't it John there, yeah there's a whole yes I, I unfortunately ran into the pro athlete at the college level in a man by the name of Damon Jones and uh, he ended up playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But uh, in all honesty, I wasn't doing school well anyway. But that ended any thought that I had of staying with school and staying with football when I got hit by him. And <laughs> honestly, it was the it was a shocking moment for me because there's I was a big fish in our little pond in West Frankfort. Well, sure, sure. Okay, so then then you move into I heard your name. <laughs> you I heard your name. Then you go into Carbondale. At, at SIU, and I'm still a decent sized fish uh-huh. because I'm still a Southern Illinois kid. I, right. I was still had some Southern Illinois connections. So Love there our was, Southern Illinois kid. There was some weight there, and then there wasn't after. Like I said, he that man was just a different level of yeah. of person on the field than I was, and I it's okay. I didn't need to keep doing that because some I would have gotten hurt one day. <laughs> but you know what, John? It, it's a wonderful accomplishment, though, to see where God puts you at that time in your life, <clears throat> and you got to meet this guy. Um, when I ran in the in the nineteen eighties at Northeast Missouri State, there was a guy on my team that his name was is Ray Armstead, and he won a gold medal in the nineteen eighty four Summer Olympics in Los Angeles as the second leg to the four by four hundred meter relay team. Yes, sir. And he was on my team. He was a whole different level than me, but I got to run with him mm-hmm. together. So I never got to meet somebody like that had we not had those doors open right. for us. Absolutely. So, I agree with that 100%. I, I'm i thankful for my time, but I'm yeah, also sorry. thankful I ran into him so that I knew <laughs> my life was slow-pitch softball in the uh, <laughs> church league out at the Marion Rec Center. So, 
Hey, John. Okay, well, let's let's move on down the road, folks. I hope you're enjoying this. If you're tuned in, we've got Brother John Oda with us today on the Good Tidings radio broadcast here on WXA. And I, I am Brother David Pinkerton. You're, you're tuned in. You're listening to the right program. We're interviewing a Christian brother of mine, and we're going to get into some of the facets of his life now that I... I find uh, uh, very encouraging, intriguing, and I can see why God has gifted him for where he's putting him now, and I I anticipate good things that God's going to do for him. Okay, with that said, John, before we dive off the platform or the springboard, if you will, into the pool of, of what you do, do you have a favorite Bible verse or something that would that sticks out to you or that you go to once in I a while? I urge you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that which is perfect, the will of God. Romans 12, 1 and 2. That's it. Uh, well, it was, yeah. when you break it down, I mean, that's... Listen, that's what that's what we're called to do. Your body's a living sacrifice. You you are a living sacrifice. You yourself, the service, the the things that we do day in and day out. Those are the that's the sacrifices that they're talking about there. So it's like our our relationship. You saw me on a Facebook post. I did pouring out my heart because we need sponsors. That's yes. And I didn't know any other way to reach everybody other than to reach the people that I know. And these are this is this is my plea. And when it comes from the heart, it, people hear you. So. They do, don't they, John? Okay, well, let's do this. Let's let's go into that. Thank you for that. Romans twelve one and two, beautiful verses. All right, now, John, before we get into the details, tell the folks about your podcast. Tell them about your programs, how they can listen to you. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, And then we'll get into some details. We can. um, I work for another radio station, another media organization out of Marion, Illinois. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, when I started working for for the station that I'm at, they asked me to sell radio. And I listened to our station. and, And I liked some of the programming. I didn't like some of the programming. I knew that if I wanted to try to sell or network somehow in the community, I needed to have my own voice. Go ahead and tell them who you're with, John. Just you lay sh- it out. Yeah, you- oh, yes, we want that. Are you, sh- are you we, sure? We, yes, we're, we're, we're part of WGGH, okay. Tell them. yes. Uh, well, we were Monster Radio, but we're, we're in, a, in a rebranding state. We have just sold off some of the property there for GGH, as, as all the radio stations know. It is such a different time than it was even 20 years ago when it comes to advertising dollars and how that all works. Yeah. So we had to trim some of the fat off of the company, which was land that was was basically costing a lot of money every month to have. So now we are flying really, really well when it comes to, you know, cost per, you know, rent space, blah, 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 all that stuff going in. We're, we're, the company is in a way better position today than they were a year ago. So folks, he's, he's with WGGH radio in Marion, Illinois. You can find them on your AM dial at 1150. Yes, you can. You can find them on the FM dial at 98.5. Who's your, oh, hold oh, on a second. Get us there. Tell us. Now, 98.5 is going to be changed, and we've already got the approval from the FCC. We're going to be moving to 98.1 on the local dial. However, your best bet, if you want to catch the programming that we have, is to grab your smartphone and type in WGGH into your app store. It doesn't matter whether it's Apple or Google. We're on all of those platforms. Type in WGGH onto that. Download the WGGH app, and you will have that. 
You can go under previous shows. You'll find The Other Side, which is my podcast. I started it a year ago to discuss controversial issues, Mm -hmm. and the idea was to not back down from them, but to dive into them. Amen. Uh, Because I think too many times today, there are a lot of Facebook fights. There are a lot of... Uh, it, it seems like they're viral experts or they're, they're some type of an expert on this. Everybody's got an opinion, and I can tell you what we think about those. Um, we were wanting to more know about facts and really get into those. Um, one thing I found is that it scares away advertisers. Really? When you speak the truth? Uh-huh. Absolutely. They don't want to be involved in that because when you speak the truth, you usually end up on the conservative side, which... Which, if you're going conservative versus liberal, I'm a conservative. Right. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, I am a Republican, if you want to call it that, because that's kind of how it falls in, but I'm a conservative before I'm a Republican. Right. So I, that's just like minded folks, though. No, no, I, I, I get it's, that. John. It and seems as though. Remember what Jesus, Jesus was very controversial. Right. Absolutely. I mean, Jesus dealt with the culture of today. And if those of you that tune into the <clears throat> Good Tidings radio broadcast, you can attest to the fact that Pastor David opens the Bible and whatever the spirit leads me to do. We deal with homosexuality. We deal with abortion. We deal with biblical issues that some people are afraid of. Folks. I'm not afraid of it. God saved me. He called me to preach the Bible. I'm going to preach all the counsel of God. I'm not looking to offend. But if the Bible offends you, their problem is with God. It's not with me. And that's so many of you have been so gracious to say thank you for having a unvarnished candor. In other words, telling the truth of God. God's word teaches me speaking the truth in love. I'm not going to placate a bunch of people that are dying, lost, and going to hell without Jesus if they don't get saved and not tell them how Christ died, was buried, and resurrected the third day and how they can be born again through faith in him. And he's the only way to to the Father is through Jesus. We're going to tell them the truth because they're eventually going to find it out. So I am grateful for what John is saying. We're not afraid of that here. Brother Danny Hood is not either. He's not afraid of preaching all the Bible and the counsel of God. And and Christian friend, if you're afraid, you say, oh, we should leave politics alone. You didn't listen to the Jesus and you didn't listen to the scripture because the, the Bible teaches us to, to be involved in the affairs of our government. And we have a constitutional republic that's been given to us. It's very important that we keep that. And in some ways, people think we're a post-constitutional republic. But I believe this. Second Chronicles 7.14 said, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and heal their land. God is, in, is in all about the affairs of government. I get it. There is no perfect government until Jesus comes back and sets up his government upon this earth. But until then, folks, we got a spiritual battle. It's in the cultural wars. And thank God for men like John. And other radio broadcasts that are not afraid to deal with it. It, You know, I always tell people, be who you are. I've got Christian friends that say, look, Pastor David, I vote Democrat. I say, whatever God wants you to do, I vote Republican. Listen, if you're a born-again Christian, that's number one. But number two, don't be afraid to be who you are. And that's what uh, people kind of the reason we're in the sticky wicket that we're in today is because the church has not stood up and said, this is is it. Amen. This is it. So we... We're afraid 
We don't want our 501c3s taken away, or we don't want this. Who gives a, who cares? Who cares? It's about Amen. it's about the word of Jesus getting out. That's right. And that's it. And nothing else should matter. None of the other stuff should matter. If we have to take away the pews and the air conditioning and the wonderful fancy sound system, are you still coming to church? You know what, John, you so said it. And I'm going to say this. I may... I know two things for sure in life. God saved me, number one, June 18th, 1990. <clears throat> number two, God called me to preach. I formally announced it June 16th, 1992. But he called me to preach his word. I'm not a politician. I don't have political platforms. Uh, I support Christian people that are running for office. And we need Christian people, constitutional-based people, in positions of leadership for this country because God's going to hold us accountable. He gave us the best country on the face of the earth, and he let our founding fathers find it on Judeo-Christian principles, and we've gotten so far away from preaching and teaching the Bible for being afraid of offending someone <clears throat> that the secular humanists and, and the liberals who and the atheists and those who, don't, who deny God or even want anything to do with God are taking control of this, and we're seeing generations now being raised without knowing what Sunday school is and what Jesus is and so forth. So listen, here's what we're going to do, okay? John and I are going to keep going. We got an, uh, Will will be edit- editing this, so we'll probably be ending the first uh, the f- the Saturday's broadcast, so let me do this while we're doing that. Okay, folks, this is the Good Tidings Radio broadcast. I am Pastor David, your your radio pastor. It's been an honor to have you. Tune in again next week because we are going to continue with this interview of our new friend John Odell, and we're going to get into to more of what what we're dealing with scripture and cultural issues of today. God bless you. Keep looking up. Jesus saves, and God is still in control. Pray for this country. Stand up and vote and let your voice be heard. Share the gospel of Jesus with the lost world because he's coming again one day. May God bless you. This is the Good Tidings radio broadcast. I bring you good tidings of great joy. Oh, yes. So fear not, fear not, but I bring tidings of great joy. I bring you the tidings of great joy. Oh, yes. The day is finally here. Emmanuel. God is with us. He's with us. No need yes, he to is. For unto you is born this day the Savior Christ our Lord. So fear not.